Lucas, did you hear about? Yes, she's having a secret love affair. Oh my gosh, this changes everything. Yes. This is the You Do You podcast, where we talk about healing, growing and thriving so that you can be free to do you. Welcome to the You Do You podcast. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Lucas. And happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Yes, happy Valentine's Day, Cheryl. And to you too, Lucas, and everyone out there today, we're talking about the love affair that changes everything. Yes, Cheryl, this is such a cool topic because it's Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day is all about love. In in Australia, it's kind of like a bit of a limited kind of window into love though, isn't it? It is, it is. And I think I spent a couple of years in the United States um, a while back and um, what struck me is that the way they celebrated Valentine's Day was very different. It was quite inclusive. And I remember my kids going to school and coming home with these cards that they had made uh, saying Happy Valentine's Day, you know, to me, to people around them. They did Valentine's Day cards to their friends and it was celebrated in a way that included everyone. Oh, so that's great. it wasn't just about lovers. It wasn't just about celebrating, you know, two people who were in love, but it was love. It was a day for everybody to enjoy. It was enjoy. a day for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's really nice. And this, this idea of a love affair that changes everything is, is something that is included in that because we're talking about the, the greatest love affair that, that you will ever have is with yourself. Right. Right? Yeah. And this is a bit of a crazy idea because we're kind of used to this, this concept of, oh, we need to love other people. It's really important to, to be loving to, to others, to our family, etc. Which it is. Which it is, of yeah. course. Yeah. Of course. But we're kind of a little bit uh, distant or separated from the idea of loving ourselves and there's even some connotations around that idea that it's kind of like a little bit either vain or selfish or a a little bit weird right Mm -hmm. um but it's not like that at all that this idea of loving ourselves is something which is part of our culture and it's connected to uh, what gets called the the golden rule or, or or that idea of uh, love others as you love yourself. And when, when we hear that thing, we, we kind of focus on the loving others part. Right. Right? Um, but there's a condition there, which is as you love yourself. And, and that, that idea of as is like in the same manner, right? So in the same manner that you love yourself, you need to love other people. And when, when you look at that phrase, to me, it's kind of like when you open the bonnet of a car and you see the engine, that as you love yourself is like the engine that gives power to love. Right. Right? And, and so it's really important to understand how to love ourselves and, and what that means and, and being super clear on, on that so that 
we are able to love other people in, in, a, in a really positive, enriching way, right? So this is the love affair that's actually a great love affair. Yeah. It's a love affair that um, we should all be comfortable having mm. and not just be comfortable having but really um, learn how to embrace it and feel good about it. Yes, yeah. So how do we feel good about ourselves? How do, how do we feel good about entering into a love affair with me? Yeah, well, I think part of why we framed it as this idea of a love affair is that in, in our culture, we kind of feel a little bit funny about saying, oh, I really love myself. Mm. It kind of has got this weird feeling about it. And that's why we wanted to frame it as a, as a love affair because you can think of like a separate person, but that separate person is yourself in, in this case. Right. And this, this idea is so uh, foundational. I, I, I remember you, you had a quote that I thought would be really good. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a quote by Maya Angelou and she said, I don't trust people who don't love themselves and tell me I love you. There is an African saying which is, be careful when a naked person offers you a shirt. Mm. And it's like that. That's the foundation. Until we're able to love ourselves, it's very difficult to be able to, to know how to love other people. And, and that, that idea is really important because until we're comfortable to love ourselves and to be even to be alone with ourselves, you'll never know if you're choosing someone because you actually love them or because you're lonely, right. <laughs> because of loneliness. Uh, and so spending time understanding how to love yourself, what that feels like, how that works is, yeah, it's really important and that's what, that's what I wanted to, to talk about today. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that this is um, a significant and really important conversation to have, whether it's Valentine's Day or mm -hmm. not. Um, I was thinking how I know for me uh, one of the things that I do which has been really helpful to make that connection with love within myself is when I used to wake up in the morning and go, I'd walk into the bathroom and look in the mirror and um, I found that, you know, as you get older you can you look at your face and you see things that you may not be happy with and that's what you look at. And when you look at that, uh, you can be really critical and judgmental yes. and really disconnected from any sense of love towards this person. Mm. And I had made a decision to, first thing I would do when I look in the mirror is not to look at my face in general, but to look into my eyes. And that made a significant difference wow. because it was about um, looking into my soul and looking into that deeper self. And that's what, that's what we actually need to do because when we, talk about, uh, when we talk about loving others as we love ourselves, it's not just about this physical body, this physical being. Which like I a think container. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think that's what people, you know, I think we can fall into that trap. And so you may look at the physical being and, uh, you know, for whatever reason, you may not like it or feel uncomfortable or whatever, um, but to 
realize I've said this before you know I totally believe that we are a spirit we have a soul and we live in a, in a body and when we focus just on that physical being it can be um yeah it can really throw us off right, right? what is really important and love is the essence of everything yeah. and if we look in the mirror and we look into our eyes because the eyes are the window to the soul mm. when you look into your eyes you go beyond um you, you go beyond that physical being and you can make that deeper connection and you can start to really appreciate and you discover you can fall in love with this person yeah wow and that I I don't know. I just found that that was a significant shift for me, mm. and I think that that's you know something helpful that people can do when you wake up. Look in the mirror. Look straight into those eyes. Look into that soul rather than just looking at the face that it, is reflected back. That is so good because it's it's recognizing the person inside you mm. that there's this person that. Uh, needs to be loved and is worthy to be loved. Yeah. Right? I think that that, that is really, um, that's really powerful. Uh, and, and I think that idea of, of seeing yourself as a, as a third party, like a, as another party, so that you're able to love yourself is really interesting. And I, I wanted to kind of get into a little bit of what some psychologists have have researched in, in understanding in what works in relationships, what are things that make relationships work, and applying that to ourselves yeah. and, and, and learning how to, to love ourselves. Yeah. And probably the, the Einsteins of uh, love research, uh, a married couple psychologists um, who were called John and Julie Gottman, and they did in, in the 70s and, and 80s, they, they did a whole lot of research about what makes relationships work and are there things that you can use to predict success in a relationship or a, a relationship uh, breaking up. And they, they had some experiments where they got couples to, to come in and to have a discussion about something that maybe they disagreed upon. And they, through this research, they got to being able to predict with 90% accuracy whether a couple would be married nine years into the future or, or, or not, or whether wow. they would be uh, broken up. Okay. And how successful was this? Well, so, so what, what is this thing that, yeah, that had yeah. this predictive power? Uh, and the predictive power was in a ratio. Mm. It was a ratio of words. And what they found was that couples that basically uh, in, in their discussion used about five times more positive uh, words, in, in encouragement positive words, to any one negative, that ratio predicted like a long-term uh, success. success in a, in a relationship. Right. So it was what they were saying to each other. Right. And it was five times more 
positive, the kinds of words that they were speaking to each other as opposed to a negative. Correct. So then let's bring this back to ourselves. Mm. And what does that mean? Well, so when we think about what are the words that we say to ourselves? Right. You know, like if we're looking in the mirror, if we're, if we're doing work, what, what are the words that we're saying to ourselves? For, for many of us, those words are, are, are actually like harsh words. They're words like, oh, you idiot. Oh, I, you should have done that. Um, oh, why didn't you do that? Uh, so those words, we've got to be really conscious of those words. That's right. And I think the first step is being conscious of them in order to break the pattern of using those words mm, mm. that you speak to yourself. Yeah, that's right. And this idea of uh, an abundance of positive words is really powerful because it's not just the ratio, but it's actually the answer to, to how you, uh, you overcome the, the negative words. Right. Because if, if you notice that you're saying negative things to, to yourself, the kind of the natural response is, oh, I need to stop uh, saying those things. But then when you fail to stop them, the, the natural response is again to criticise yourself and to condemn yourself and to, and to say negative things to yourself. So the, the way that that is broken is to actually, um, whatever words are being said, you need to just focus, put your focus on increasing the positive language that you say to yourself, the kind language that you say to yourself. So they can be words of encouragement. So maybe if you do something wrong, you can go, next time you're going to do it better. Or, oh, that's a good lesson that I've learned. I'm going to do it better than the next time. So increasing the the positive words that we say to ourselves kind of takes takes over the, the mental room. So instead of trying to vacate all these negative words from our mind, what we need to do is kind of crowd them out. We need to say all these uh, the positive. positive words so that it's kind of like a crowd that's coming in that's more positive and all the negative uh, crowd in, in our head kind of goes, oh, uh, you know, I, I like a pity party, I like a, uh, a down party, and they start to leave, and the, the positive crowd in your, in your head kind of takes over. Yeah, and, and I really like that. At the same time, how do you really connect to believing that, mm. right? Because we, I guess most of us know that affirmations and positive affirmations are really important. Mm -hmm. um, what about people who feel uh, that, you know, this is crazy, right? I'm saying these things and I, and I don't really believe them, mm -hmm. right? So you can change the narrative, you can change those things you were saying, but if someone is really struggling with uh, with really believing what they're saying mm. to themselves, what can what can someone like that do about that? The way that our minds work is that attention and focus is a magnifier. So whatever we 
we dwell on, it magnifies it and it makes it bigger. So even when we're not feeling that what we're saying is true, we need to keep the focus on that so that it magnifies it. And over time, it does grow and it does crowd out. Right. So it is a, it's a matter of persisting to making a decision to say, I will continue to speak to myself in this way because this is what love does, right? Uh, and and this, is, this is the right way to, to be. And a good way to also, like a little triggers that you can build in to, to kind of help you to, to do that is to find what are the, the little things, what are the small things about ourself, it might be about our personality or about what other people say about us or it might be some aspect of the way that, that we look, whether it might be our ears or we like our eyebrows or, or whatever whatever little thing that we feel, actually, I'm okay with that. That can be a place where you just start and you put your focus on that um, so, so that you, you encourage that positive that positive idea and part of that is to just build a, a habit of kindness and it's kind of it's connected to this idea of being a good friend to yourself and this is why it's also really important to to see yourself as a as somebody else because we can be really really harsh towards ourselves but if if we were talking like that to a friend or if a friend was talking to us like that we would go like what the hell is that? Like, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't talk like that to a friend. I wouldn't yeah. say those things to, to a friend. And so that, that frame of seeing myself as, a, as another person that I'm, that I'm wanting to have a love affair with, that I'm wanting to build love with, mm. is, is a really powerful frame to, to have, yeah. to have with yeah. yourself. And I, I really love that, Lucas, and I know... You've often said to me, you know, be kind to yourself and, you know, don't beat yourself up over things. And, yeah, and I think that that is something that's made a really big difference for me because it's so easy to beat yourself up on things, right? Mm. You, you know, you want to be the best person you can be. And, um, yeah, and I think a lot of us end up kind of falling into a trap of expectations and yeah, these expectations which are really harsh, mm. right? And uh, and it, it it just totally uh, it can be so demoralizing for yourself without even realizing. And yeah, I think you know just something as simple as smiling at yourself. Hmm. That's a really good question. That, that's a good question to ask to to yourself for. For you listening at home as well when you go in the morning in front of a mirror or when you see yourself in the mirror at any time do you smile at yourself and if the answer is no if, if the default mode is no i don't smile at myself that is the what we would recommend is the number one first thing to do just to build the habit of being a friend mm -hmm. to yourself, which when you see your friend, you smile. 
And so when you see yourself in the mirror, smile at yourself like you would smile when you see a friend. Yeah, yeah. And just being being kind to that person and acknowledging um, the goodness in that person and being comfortable with the reflection that's looking back at you so you can love that person. And even say, I love you. Mm, mm. Yeah, being comfortable with that. Uh, so I think, so there's the words that we say to ourselves. There's being a good friend to ourselves. And the last piece that, that I think is really important is this idea of having a passion for yourself. And the idea is of, of passion is so interesting because passion when you know in, in common language passion typically means like oh i really like something but the idea of passion is actually something that you love so much that you're willing to suffer for it and that's why that that movie the passion of the christ is is called that um that this idea of of suffering willing to suffer for for something else is a deep demonstration of of love and so then how, how do we apply having a passion for ourselves mm, mm. What, what are we willing to to suffer for our, ourselves right and one of those things is willing to let go of something that we really think we want because it's actually toxic towards us right that 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 is a, a willingness to to suffer because we value ourselves much more, and so even though it's painful to let go of of a, a, an idea of of a, of a relationship or or an idea of what we hoped something would be, but it's actually something toxic. Being willing to let go and go through that suffering for our sake is is having passion for for ourselves Mm. and it's taking it to a whole different level isn't it because liking yourself is one thing um and then loving yourself is another thing and then being passionate right that's taking it to a whole nother level right yeah and those are the the kind of the three layers to to this to to developing uh, a love and a passion for ourselves and like we said before once once we get acquainted to these ideas to to what that feels like that's when we're able to love others as we love ourselves if we're able to have a deep love for ourselves like a and and it's a deep love that's an honest love uh, to to ourselves, that's when we can actually love others as we love ourselves. Right, and that's and that's why it's such a such a crucial engine for love relationships. Being having that understanding of of how to love ourselves, how to have a love affair with ourselves, is the thing that unlocks the ability to to actually have authentic love relationships with others because we know 
what what's that what that's meant to be like what that's meant to feel like um and yeah i i think that that is like a really um yeah really yeah. important important yeah. piece it is and i think um when we really enter into that place it's a place of wholeness right yeah um from that place we can actually love others better as well and understanding and making that connection is the critical part so really falling in love with ourselves um having that passionate relationship with ourselves and moving into a love affair with ourselves is the key mm. to love to loving others to loving in general yes and that's what the true spirit of valentine's day really is yeah. about yeah. i think i think so and and for me i'd love to finish that it's perfect what you just said the true spirit and i'd love to just talk about the difference between fake love and true love right right because you see it now on on the internet on instagram on uh twitter whatever whatever you're you're on you see some of these messages coming through and and there's actually a difference between the fake love and the the fake self love and the true self love and i think that that's important to talk about because what the fake self love is it's like a lip service uh it's it's words that that are said and often they they come across like loud proclamations right like uh oh i love myself you know i'm the best i these loud proclamations uh about us being the best or or being great or these yeah. loud proclamations that that are that are shallow right versus a quiet confidence in ourselves and the humility that comes with truly loving ourselves is what what's actually rich because when we just give lip service to this there's a dishonesty that that people feel and and i understand that often people are saying that loudly because maybe they're wanting to believe it right they they they're trying to to say it so that they'll believe it but the way to say it to yourself until you believe it is to do it quietly to do it uh what in in that alone place that we talked about in in a recent podcast when you build this this um practice of having time alone that is the time that you are speaking to yourself and building this practice of being kind to yourself that develops a quiet confidence in in the love and passion that that you can have for yourself mm-hmm. so that then what someone says or circumstances don't shake our belief of of who we are and what our worth is right yeah yeah, yeah. and it comes back to really believing yourself that sense of self-worth and it's taking it <clears throat> it's taking it out of the realm of the conscious right mm. to that deeper level where you're allowing the truth about yourself 
to drop into your soul. That is awesome. Yeah. Because we've, I think we've talked about this idea before. What you're doing is you're taking the love for yourself from the conscious part into the procedural memory where you're, it becomes a part of your identity and part of your body, yeah. in, in part of your biology, the way that you're wired to love yourself becomes automatic. Yeah. Right? Uh, and so taking it from that conscious, and that's where you need to build the practice of, of liking yourself and smiling to yourself, etc. but continuing to do that and building that until it becomes automatic and it becomes part of your very biology, the way that you're wired mm. to, to love yourself. Yeah, yeah. I really love that. I think that that's something that we can all, uh, we can all do, right? Mm. It's something that is uh, within our reach. Yes. We yeah. can all just go into that place where we allow it to drop into our heart and it just takes root and it flowers from there. Yeah. So it's down. not something so forced, even though it's something we work at, but it's something that can also grow naturally as we continue to water it. Yeah. Okay, that's it for this week. And I wanted to say we have some awesome interviews coming up over the next few weeks. Yes, so tune in for those. And in the meantime, if you want to connect with us, go to Instagram and follow us at awakening underscore purpose. And you can also check out our website, awakeningpurpose.co. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, we loved having your company. Remember to subscribe and let's catch up again next week.